Alright, so this new ringtone is called Wednesday. It's Wednesday and I'm happy. It's Wednesday and I'm free. This is just plain ridiculous. Wednesday is a camel hump on the back of every week. Let's see what message we have on the newsmaker line. Brian at Stone on Air is currently unavailable. Please leave a message. As after audit, we found that there was a fraud and misconduct on your tax filing, which you are hiding from the federal government. This needs to be rectified immediately. So do return a call on our direct line number. The number is 205378011. Thank you. Goodbye. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome in to the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. This is the Weekly Dose for November 8th, 2017. And my name is Brian Stone, at Stone on Air on all social media. The original plans of the show have changed. I'll get to that here in a matter of just a couple of moments. When I was having my, um, I wasn't really an interview. It was more of a conversation amongst broadcast professionals with Danny Howard and uh, some other suits over at Bay Hackle Communications when we were putting together the idea for Alt or for my role in the Alt 98.7 radio station and some uh, some other ideas that have not been laid out yet but we discussed lots of other things that hopefully will be coming in the in, into the future a lot of the work that's presently being done was laid out in a um, kind of pre-recorded voice tracked as they call it in the industry kind of way and and I told Danny and the others in the room I said it's it's really is kind of strange I, I've met a lot of people coming and going in this industry over the years and and voice tracking and pre-recording um, content for a radio station has become quite the norm. It is industry standard. It's it's not like it's just some kind of small town radio thing. It's done across the country. But I just you know I I just don't feel like I do it very well. I actually really feel like I do uh, my best when I just kind of have to figure it out as I go. The live nature, the live element, really helps me thrive in a broadcast setting. Now this being a podcast, almost. No podcasts in the country, very few. There are a handful, but not a lot that just hit record and put together a show and then at the end just hit stop and do a little light trimming and then a little post-production and post it. Most podcasts are layered, put together, have multiple pieces, and that's fine. It's a different thing. It's not a broadcast. It is a podcast. 
So when I get put in a situation where I have to change gears quick and and take the show sheet and while not crumpled up, kind of you know make notations and and change how the approach uh, of the show and. I'll get to uh, to that just a little bit more in depth here in a minute, but a Major League Baseball pitcher that I really, really liked and respected died suddenly on Tuesday, unexpectedly, at the age of 40 years old. And I'll get to a little bit more of that as kind of going to take over the first segment of the show when I had no plans on doing that. Uh, about, let's see, this is late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning that this is posted. About 12 hours ago, I had completely different subjects for about half the show. And when that came down, I quickly scrapped them and decided to go in a different direction. This is an allegedly for-profit venture, the Stone on Air podcast, the weekly dose every Wednesday. First thing, uh, anywhere you download a podcast, that's how you can find it. All one word, Stone on Air put together. The website is still totally hung up in the air right now. I am really disappointed in how this is going. I'm not mad yet. I'm just a little disappointed. I can blame myself for a lot of this, but part of it has been circumstantial between the transitions into these new jobs, which is going really well, by the way. So I'm not upset. I am disappointed, but uh, I'm going to look closer towards the beginning of the new year before there is a completely revamped and really interactive and, um, and, and a website to be proud of. I'm going to shoot for January. I think... That's a quality goal, considering this idea, this concept started months ago. The Newsmaker line is still out there, 423-301-8080, 423-301-8080. That message you just heard on the front end, you probably wonder, what the hell was that? Some auto bot, you know, IRS scam from India, probably. It was a 205 Birmingham number. The original plan was to call that number and then kind of make a gag, like a spoof, a bit, if you will trying to get somebody in the line and then and then I was going to pretend like I thought I was actually in trouble from the IRS. Um, I tried them yesterday and got a busy signal and to be honest with you today my moods just changed. I'm not really all that interested in being funny at this point and I don't know that I would be successful at it anyway considering I'm not really all that much of a funny guy. So scratch that idea but yeah it was it, you couldn't really make it out real well because there was a breakup but it said yeah basically you've been hiding things from the IRS and the government's going to get you and you need to call us and then they're probably going to ask for my driver's license number, social security number, bank accounts, all that kind of stuff. I guess some people still fall for those things. The final segment of the show, I am still going to go with the original scheduled topic and I'm going to tell you why it seems that it's irresponsible to politicize terrible tragedies in some situations, in some narratives, and in other narratives and situations, it's perfectly fine. To politicize terrible tragedies. In the Stone's Throw segment, which won't be a Stone's Throw segment, it should be the second segment of the show, Total Fluff Piece was already planning on doing this that was really nothing of any importance and maybe a waste of your time, but I got to thinking the other day, well, Wednesday is my day. Wednesday's the day of the, sh- the show, in the middle of the week, you're kind of your midweek download destination. I was trying to think of some cool songs, from, like with Wednesday in the title. They're not really any. You know, there's mon- it's rainy days and Mondays and Saturday night's all right for fighting and uh, Saturday night special and Friday I'm in love and Tuesday's gone and I'm sure there's one for Sunday out there. So Sunday, bloody Sunday. And, and I'm like, who, there's no good Wednesday songs. So I'll have some examples of quote-unquote Wednesday songs in the second segment of the show. And then one I'll probably just put off till later. I'm beginning to think that maybe the Rush the Russia meddling story might actually be real, but 
not in the way that the sensationalized, subcultured, social slash fake media would lead you to believe. I will probably put that off until next week. Uh, but first, I want to just start off with, and a lot of you guys aren't really care about this. I, I get it. If, if you're not into somebody or into an industry, the passing, the death of somebody might not bother you all that much. But Roy Halladay was an incredible pitcher of 16 years. He's only in the league. He's only about three years older than me. So it, it really, he's only about two and a half years older than me. And so it, you know, when people die and they're close to your age and they're into things and they're great at things that you're really into, it really upsets me. Roy Halladay died Tuesday the 7th at the age of 40 years old. Halladay is one strike away. The 0-2, a bouncer. Ruiz, in time, Roy Halladay has thrown a no-hitter. On the inside corner, strikeout number 11. And Halladay is one out away from completing a perfect game. The one-two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins, fires. A perfect game. Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia Phillies history. He faces 27 batters. He retires all 27. It's the 20th perfect game in baseball history. I I can tell you sadly it has turned into a recovery. We recovered one body. There was a two passenger plane, but I can confirm there's only one body involved. And it's sad to say it's a friend of ours. It's it's Roy Halladay. Many know Roy as a Cy Young winner, future Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers to ever pitch in the game of baseball. We know Roy as a person, probably one of the most humble human beings you'll ever meet. For somebody who won two Cy Youngs, as I said, one of the greatest pitchers in baseball, he would walk in the room as if he was just anybody. Didn't matter who he met, he was kind, generous. I can tell you, being a pilot, flying planes, that was his passion. He was one in a million. And, you know, superstars, rock stars, sports stars. You don't ever really get to know them by just watching them perform. But sometimes, especially if your observational skills are keen, which I do believe I do have solid observational skills, if you follow somebody, you watch their mannerisms, you see how they operate, you see how they treat people, you, you, you watch and listen to how they talk, you can, you can really tell who the phonies and the frauds are and who the genuine, real, true souls are. And by all accounts, for 16 years of watching Roy Halladay pitch, really more like half that. that. He was in Toronto for... Uh, for, I don't know, 12 of those 16 fin- finished up with Philadelphia Phillies. And me being a big Braves fan, I watched Roy Halladay pitch all the damn time. And he beat the hell out of my favorite team all the time. And I still walked away in awe and mesmerized by how incredible he was. But after I continued to watch him in interviews and, and listen to him on radio shows, the guy was seemed just like as genuine as a guy he could be. You know, you never really know anybody. I had a whole segment I was going to do the other day after that Dolphins coach who did all that stupid stuff about the cocaine and sending the picture to his stripper girlfriend or something, and everybody was killing him. How stupid could you be? We all do something that somebody else doesn't know about. 
Every single one of us walking around. Yeah, you too. You listen to this as well. There's something in your life that's happened or that you think or that you believe or that you've done or that you will do that nobody else in the world knows about other than you. We all have one of those. So Roy Halladay probably has one of those, but nobody knows what it is. (laughs) As long as you can keep that one or two things that might be shameful hidden up and you can conduct yourself that well in front of people for that long of a time and perform at your craft at that high of a level, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He is incredible. He, on his worst night, the guy goes out and throws 110 pitches. And for those of you that don't know or care much about baseball, throwing 110 pitches, it's like you just, you know, somebody just went out and did something amazing nowadays in baseball. His worst nights, he threw 110 pitches. That means he had to work just a little bit too hard to try to finish the game. The guy was incredible. The guy was absolutely incredible. A little stupid anecdotal story. A good friend of mine, Hallady. Uh, Conway is her maiden name. Halliday uh, Hunt is her name now. I always have been cracked jokes on Southerners for really my whole life, ever since high school, about how stupid I thought that it was that we we say Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. I thought that was just the dumbest thing ever. Um, I still kind of do. I just don't care enough to really talk about it all that much. So every now and again, it'd be a joke. Hey, happy Friday. How's it going? What are y'all doing on Saturday? And Halliday's a huge uh, Braves fan too and and appreciates great pitching performances and, and great um, uh, sporting performances all the way around. And so I nicknamed her, called her Roy Halliday because Roy Halliday, play on the D in the day. And so Halliday's name is Roy Halliday. Uh, his nickname is Doc, Doc Halliday after the kind of Doc Hollywood thing. And after looking at Twitter over the last several hours, I didn't real I didn't know anything about Roy Halliday in the last four years. I didn't realize he had become a pilot and his passion was uh, was was I don't know if he collected planes themselves. I mean he made a lot of money in his life, so he probably to a certain degree did. But planes, aviation, and and all the the, the passionate things that come with that, because I have a friend who's a pilot as well, so I kind of understand a little bit just from talking to him over the years where that um, that drive and that that adrenaline comes from from flying a plane and these are just little one and two passenger jet planes my, my, my buddy's a 747 jet airliner kind of guy but you could look at his twitter account and it's just just like three days ago he was up with his son and and in a couple of days before that he was up with his front his son and his son's best friend and they're all tweeting and 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 posting pictures of up above the clouds and talking about how just euphoric and and amazing of an experience all this was and then all of a sudden boom something happened boom just like that it's over and he's dead and when you get closer to 40 years old and you see something like that and you a guy you watched growing up just puts you in awe at his performance so you just know that this means this guy is probably pretty good at anything he does and he's probably a really good pilot. And it makes you think, what could have possibly gone wrong that it crashed in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico and he died? He's got kids that are, I don't know, 16 to 20, 16, 17, 18, something like that years old. Gorgeous overall looking family. I'm sure in the end, him and his wife bitched and moaned and argued and had the same kind of crappy problems that all of us Americans do. But man, that sucks. That just absolutely sucks. So it, it I, I kind of had to just scratch what I was doing. And I just wanted to talk about it. Same thing I did when Chris Cornell died. The same thing I did when Chester Bennington died. It's just upsetting. And I don't want to follow a script. 
and I don't want to try to, you know, proceed with, with uh, you know, already scheduled programming. I just kind of want to talk about it. And, and it, I just, it's, he's the last of a dying old breed of pitcher that just goes out there and works his ass off and basically kicks your ass every single time and impresses you while he does it. There's only a handful of those over the course of 120, 30 years of Major League Baseball. The guy who is so good, he punishes you on the field, and it doesn't upset you. It doesn't even necessarily frustrate you. Sometimes it just amazes you. Greg Maddox is one of those kind of guys. Pedro Martinez is one of those kind of guys. He just kicked your ass, but, but he impressed you, and it was almost a joy to watch happen. That was how good he was. Jason Stark is a former ESPN writer and uh, just now freelance baseball guy. One of the better informational sources of baseball you'll ever get. I'm just going to go through some of his Twitter feed and read some of the, 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 the retweets from people in the industry of baseball talking about Roy Halladay dead at the age of 40. Brandon McCarthy, a current Los Angeles Dodger, says Roy Halladay was your favorite player's Favorite player, a true ace, and a wonderful person. Heartbroken for those who knew him best. David Ross, former Brave, now retired, one of the best of my era on and off the field. Justin Verlander just won the World Series with the Houston Astros. Shocked and saddened, gone way too soon, one of the best ever. Hashtag RIP Doc. The flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino, a former center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, by far the fiercest teammate I've ever been around with a heart of a champion. Blessed to have been on the field to witness. Miss you, brother. John Lester, current Chicago Cub, just heard the tragic news about Roy Halladay, and I'm speechless. One of the best pitchers I've ever seen play. Joe Posnanski, an MLB writer, every pitcher tried to imitate him. No hitter wanted to face him, and everybody liked him. Rest in peace, Roy Holiday. Mike Trout, one of the best players in the league right now, in a shock over the terrible news about Roy Holiday, a pitcher I grew up admiring and rooting for. Hashtag RIP Doc. Brad Lidge, one of the most feared closers in the mid-2000s and a former Philly, heartbroken. Roy was always the guy I looked up to in Little League, in high school and in the bigs. So lucky to have been his teammate. Daniel Norris, a current MLB player. Some of you have no idea what Roy Halladay meant to the careers of so many of the up-and-coming stars. Phone calls, group talks, etc. Rest in peace, Doc. Dan Schulman, one of the better play-by-play guys in the country. I've covered a lot of athletes. I've never covered anyone who was as respected by his teammates and revered by fans as Roy Halladay. Ryan Howard, former first baseman, great for the Philadelphia Phillies. Such a sad day. We lost a great ball player, but an even better human being. Dan Heron, former starting pitcher that played in the same era as Roy. I wanted to be Roy Halladay. I'm heartbroken. Rest easy, Doc. Jake Peavy, a starting pitcher also in Roy Halladay's era. Heartbreaking over Roy Halladay. He, he was not only the standard of excellence in the game of baseball, but in life. We'll miss you, my friend. Jeff Passan covers sports for Yahoo Sports. The sadness across baseball right now is overwhelming. Roy Halladay was who everyone wanted to be. And the final one I'll just read here from Jason Stark himself. Roy Halladay was one of the special people in this world. A beautiful man, driven by the pursuit of excellence. A Hall of Fame player and a Hall of Fame human being. Those kind of quotes and comments, even in a bullshitted out social media world where everybody's fake, nobody tells the truth, frauds everywhere, white lies everywhere, black lies everywhere, 
those kinds of authentic words don't come from people by accident. People aren't trying to one-up each other on this. They're not trying to say, hey, let's see who can be the nicest here or who can look the best at the funeral or who can look the best at, the, you know, at church this Sunday. These are real thoughts from real people, real players who excel at what they do. And some of them do what they do better than anybody on the planet. And every single one of them has basically the same tone. Nobody was like Roy Halladay. And that's what I've thought my entire life without thinking too much about it because the guy never played on my team. As a matter of fact, the guy kicked my favorite team's ass every single time. And as it happened, I watched it all. I know some of you, again, I know if you're not into this, this is boring and you don't care. But what an awful situation to lose somebody who's so such an incredible, seemingly incredible human being and now dead at the age of 40 years old. Thank you for finding the podcast. I appreciate you uh, bearing with the gear shifting. Coming up next, the podcast comes out every single Wednesday. And so I was trying to find some Wednesday songs to go along with, uh, you know, just playing with some audio. Turns out there really aren't any good Wednesday songs, or at least not many, and they don't really translate the way I wanted them to. Well, I'll give you some examples of that coming up next. This is the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Changes like the wind. What's going to happen next Wednesday? I don't know. That's part of the allure, I'd like to think anyway. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. This is the Weekly Dose for November 8th, 2017, and I'll be right back. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. And welcome back to the Stone On Air podcast. My name is Brian Stone. This is Stone Devil Pilots. Wednesday, so, days of the week. I'm always trying to come up with something different, and sometimes I swing and miss. Sometimes I do better than others. And I was trying to find some songs that were Wednesday songs to use as bump in and out music. It helps give me something to, to kind of bounce off of. It helps give me, give me something to kind of segue in and out of segments, things to talk about, things that spark things in my memory to to kind of go with and so this week and sometimes it's just new music or songs that kind of go along with what I'm talking about and uh, this week I just thought well you know Wednesday is the day that I've I, I spent a long time at the end of last year and the beginning of this year trying to figure out what was the best uh, approach to how to do this podcast and when to do it and all those kinds of things and what should the topics be and how should I do that I'm still still tweaking that all the time but I have landed on it's Wednesday first thing Wednesday morning when you wake up this podcast is available if you're listening to it through SoundCloud or probably not at stoneonair.com right now because the website's a disaster, but if you're listening to it anywhere other than just download an app through a uh, podcasting app, I would suggest you get it from a podcasting app. That way you can grab it on a on a Wi-Fi signal and just download it your phone and listen to it whenever you want. It's just downloaded like you listen to a song. However you want to do it is fine, but 
That's the easiest way to do it. The only way it can be any easier is for me to come over there, grab your phone, and do it for you. I mean, come find me. I'll I'll show you if you need me to. So my point being is that I hope that every Wednesday, people will download the show and just listen to it whenever you want. I don't care if you listen to it on Wednesday. I just want you to think, oh, hey, it's Wednesday. Let's listen to the show. Anyway, the method behind the madness. So this week, I was going to play a bunch of Wednesday songs. Well, it turns out that the two days of the week that really have no good songs are Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, you got uh, Saturday night special. You've got uh, Saturday night's all right for fighting. You can do Saturday all day. There's Friday, I'm in love. There's uh, rainy days and Mondays. Uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. So there's songs that everybody's heard of that represent days of the week. Wednesday sucks, man. Absolutely sucks. So I started looking around at who's got songs with Wednesday in the title. And I've got a handful here. And we're just going to sample them. So this is kind of a throwaway uh, segment all the way around. It's a, a, a fluff piece that I was going to do anyway. So Tori Amos has a song called Just Plain Wednesday. And it goes like this. I can't put my finger on a stumbling as I stand on a Wednesday. Wednesday. So we go from here to here cigarettes we've been keeping. Though you say you're not. That's pretty typical of Tori Amos. I don't know how much you've listened to her over the years, but that's basically how everything she ever has done sounds. She's fine. She's fun. She's good. People love She's got a huge fan base. It's just not my thing. So then I find there's Simon and Garfunkel. This song is called Wednesday Morning 3 a.m., and it doesn't say Wednesday morning or 3 a.m. in the entire song, but here's Simon and Garfunkel. A scene badly written in which I must play. Same concept. Sounds exactly like every Simon Garfunkel song you've ever heard. my young love beside me. The morning is just a few hours away. So it says the morning is just a few hours away. I guess they're... Me implying Wednesday morning is just a few hours away. Now, Lisa Loeb, if you remember her from the 1990s, had that song Stay from one of the movie soundtracks. I can't remember. If you stay only here when I want to. Uh, that, that, that chick, she has a song called Wednesday as well. You've been doing this a long, long time. Not that you're better than me, but that you do. sounds like it came from an episode of Friends, but that's what you would expect. So, so far, that's the best one of them all, but again, it sounds like it came straight out of an episode of Ross and uh, uh, what's Jennifer Aniston's whatever... You know what I mean. It's one of their dates or something. So then I see Macklemore has a song called Wednesday Morning. Turns out this song's actually pretty good. It kind of happens every time I go seek out a Macklemore song for whatever the reason is. Or someone says, hey, you need to listen to this. Or I read a headline on it or something. Macklemore doesn't 
create the kind of music that I'm generally into, but just about every time I go look for one of his songs, I walk away pretty impressed. Pretty much was with this one as well, but it's another song. It doesn't say Wednesday anywhere the song in the song, but it's called Wednesday Morning. Scared to meet our neighbors, think that if we let them in, they'll take advantage of us later. There's so much anger in this world as I raise her. My daughter, hope it's a dream when I wake up tomorrow. Bad taste, bad taste in my mouth. Black wave, black wave, and that a patriot's house. Look it's kind of one of those humanitarian style songs that he's known for. Imagine trying to keep your head while your daughter sleeps in bed. And when she wakes up, will the world be the same? Will my girl be afraid in the home with the brave? See, I hope, I hope that it's gonna be. So that's Wednesday morning from Macklemore on the Stone On Air podcast. So one last one to go. There was an Elvis Costello song that had Wednesday in there, but I was running out of time and uh, the song pretty much sucked. So I skipped uh, Elvis Costello and. One that actually might be a song from my taste, my genres that I might actually like. Former Red Hot Chili Pepper, this is John Fushante and Wednesday's song. Gotta hear that Red Hot Chili Pepper sound. So there you go, just a throwaway segment, if nothing else, to at least remind people that the show is available each and every Wednesday, your midweek download destination. I'm going to get out of here. We'll do one more segment on the way out. This is, I'd never heard of her before, F-R-E-Y-A. Is that Freya? 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 This song is called It's Already Wednesday. And uh, that's about as far as I think I have one more coming up next segment that will be another touch of Wednesday. But after that, I'll be done with this foolishness. Coming up in the final segment, why it seems it's irresponsible to politicize terrible tragedies in some situations, and it's perfectly fine to politicize terrible tragedies in others. I'll expand on that in the final segment of the Stone On Air podcast, the weekly dose for November 8th, 2017, and I'll be right back. Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stoneonair.com. Oh, Wednesday's at that very special age when a girl has only one thing on her mind. Boys. Homicide. What are you, darling? Where's your costume? This is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everyone else. And welcome back to the Stone On Air podcast. Yes, the final Wednesday. I know. Audio pieces for the show. This is Drive By Truckers. This song is called Wednesday. song that doesn't exactly work for the purposes that I was looking for songs with Wednesday in the title. 
At Stone On Air on all social media, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on Alt 98.7 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or online at alt98.com. After hearing about Roy Halliday die in such a just unexpected and scary and awful way. I mean, dying sucks. I mean, no one wants to die, whatever. You know, I mean, if you're 91 years old and you die, whatever. You live 91 years. Good for you, man. It's time. See you later. Even if you get into, you know, your 80s, you live a fulfilling life, maybe even into your late 70s if you had a, you know, you took care of enough stuff in life, but 40, 40. The guy was born in 1977. I was born in 1980. That stuff just kind of Hits me a little bit. So, changed the whole tone of the show and the whole direction of the show. But the one thing I wanted to do on the way out here, and again, I've, I've kind of, I mean, taking all these notes, man. I'm just throwing them over here. I got a couple things highlighted. I spent, you know, an hour and a half on this segment I was going to do. And I'm not really going to do it with the same kind of tone that I might have, would have initially going into the show. But it, it is interesting to me when you have terrible tragedies. And, man, if we had a lot here recently... And I, I knew it was going to happen. Talked about it at the old radio station, and I talk about it on these podcasts. These mass shootings, these things happen in waves. They happen, it's just nonstop. Terrorist attacks, awful, you know, fighting and killing. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse. I mean, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Now, I don't know that it was sweeping, you know, wide-sweeping, generalized gun, you know, confiscation is what's going to fix it, because I don't believe that at all. And I don't think any just simple agreed-upon legislation is necessarily going to fix anything either. But the bottom line is there's a shitload of guns in this country and people are shooting the shit out of people with them. That is not something that we can really debate. It is happening. Now, why it's happening and, and all that, you can go for days and days. And I do believe a lot of it has to do with mental illness, no doubt. I think mental illness is one of the uh, worst things going in this country right now, and it's uh, it's get, that is also getting worse and worse. I say it in the Stones Throw the little open montage that came from a show I did years ago. Is technology making us mentally ill? It is. It is. It's not a rhetorical question. It absolutely is. And for the record, and anybody who listened to me over the years or knows me at all, I hate guns. Hate guns. Hate guns. Hate guns. If you've got a gun, get out of here. If you got a gun, you're not allowed around me. Or I'll leave if I'm in a position that I, you know, that I can't tell somebody to leave. Don't come to my house with a gun. If I go to your house and you have a gun that's, you know, out, that's not locked away. If you have a, you know, a locked up area where you keep a gun in your bedroom of your house, that's your own business. I don't care about that. I hate guns. Wouldn't care if you outlawed every single one of them. Now, having said that, that's not what this is about. That's not what I'm trying to preach here. That's not what I'm trying to say needs to happen. I'm just giving you my honest opinion on them. I hate guns! Have I been clear enough? But what I do think is the most interesting thing is that when there are terrible tragedies and how the narratives go. So let's start with the latest two. Of course, Las Vegas, I did a whole podcast on it. Whole podcast on it. Because of how how upsetting that was to me. The last two, yeah, I mean, it's awful. I hate it, but... You know, I just move along. It's just part of the news cycle. So the first one was a dude who basically just goes down a bike lane in a big truck, uh, you know, a big uh, pickup truck that he rents from Home Depot or something, plows down the bike lane and hits anything in sight for, I don't know, what, 15 blocks or 10 blocks or 12 blocks or however long it was. Killed eight people. It was awful. Dude's got a name with a bunch of consonants all in a row, meaning 
He ain't from around here. It's the Guardian the next day after that happened. Donald Trump vows to step up extreme vetting after New York attack. Donald Trump said he ordered the Department of Homeland Security to step up its quote-unquote extreme vetting program following a vehicle attack in New York on Tuesday that left eight people dead. From the president's Twitter, I have just ordered the Homeland Security to step up our already extreme vetting program. Being politically correct is fine, but not for this. And it goes on to to talk about the story and the specifics, which we all know by now. So now in that setting, it's okay to immediately politicize it. It's okay to, within a day after people are dead, start to throw around, we need to vet this immigration policy more. We need to keep people out of this country. We can't let this happen anymore. It can't keep happening within one day. I mean, he might be right. I'm not saying he's wrong. He might be absolutely right. And if that's what you think should happen, you might be right as well. This isn't about being right or wrong. I'm just curious as to when is it okay to start talking about this immediately? Because I thought it was something we're supposed to like let it all chill. I mean, after the Las Vegas shooting, even I was like, when people were on social media, like, we got to get rid of guns. I was like, would y'all just shut the hell up for a minute? This is awful. Can't we just think about this for a minute and just be, you know, have condolences and just be friendly for a couple of minutes? I thought politicizing these kinds of things was not a good idea. Well, in that setting, well, hell, got to keep the damn Mexicans out. We got to keep the damn Muslims out. Got to secure these borders. Wait a second. I thought politicizing a tragedy was wrong. Let's go to the shooting that happened on Sunday in that little rural town in Texas at a church. Again, a setting that is a place that I will never be at. It does not get me overly emotional other than I don't like when I hear lots of people die. It doesn't emotionally affect me. Immediately, Trump says, this is not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. We have a lot of mental health problems in our country, but this isn't a gun situation, quote unquote, from the president of the United States, Don Trump. He described the Texas gunman as deranged, saying the shooting represented a mental health problem at the highest level. There's lots of other highlighted stuff I had here. I don't even feel like getting into and then you get into all the social media, the Twitter and the Facebooks, and you see all this, oh, my God, we got to get rid of guns. Guns are killing everybody. And then you get the, the cliche, guns don't kill people, people kill people. And then you get the people saying, oh, how could dare you talk about your political agenda and, and your, your, your anti-gun and gun reform laws at a time like this. This is not the time for that. When a foreigner drives a truck kill some people it's totally cool to immediately scream about the vetting process of our immigration system but when an american mentally deranged person shoots up a bunch of people no matter where it is a church or otherwise it's not okay to mention that there's probably too many guns that's not cool bro it just doesn't it just doesn't add up it just doesn't hold all it just doesn't hold water you can't do one and then bitch about the other oh i gotta get rid we gotta get rid of immigrants they can't come in here Two minutes after an immigrant kills people. And then after some deranged lunatic white guy kills people with a bunch of guns. Oh, yeah. How dare you politicize this talking about guns now? That how how dare you? You're awful. You're a part of the problem, brah. It's just stupid, man. It's just stupid. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of the nonsense. People are gonna continue to die. You're not. The statistics show that you're not. The percentages show that you're not going to die of being shot by a crazy person. You're not going to get killed in church. You're not going to get run over by a truck. But people will continue to die. And atrocities all over the world will continue to happen. Now, we don't choose to really care about a lot of ones that don't happen in little rural towns in Texas 
or you know, up in New York City, or out in Las Vegas, or up in Sandy Hook, or out in Arizona, or in Aurora, Colorado. Should I keep going, or should I just stop at this point? That was a rhetorical question. I'm going to just stop at this point. On Sunday night after the shooting, which was around 11 o'clock Eastern, Eastern Central, something like that time, in Texas, that night, around 10 o'clock at night, so barely 12 hours later, 11, 10, 11 hours later, the number one trend on Twitter was The Walking Dead, a show that graphically glorifies people killing each other. The number one trend wasn't the actual story of a deranged lunatic killing people in Texas. The number one trend was about the most popular show on TV, a show that is about graphically killing people. Yeah, that's one thing Trump was right about. This is a mental health issue. Now, guns got a lot of damn to do with it too, but this is a mental health issue, which I'll spend some time on later into the future. My name is Brian Stone at Stone On Air on all social media. I appreciate you hanging out with this kind of bipolar episode, the weekly dose for November 8th, 2017. And we'll do it again next week. I'll talk to you on the radio at Alt 98.7 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or online at Alt98.com. It is a station I truly do enjoy spending time at, I believe in, and uh, I'm just telling you, life is good, man. Things might be exploding and on fire all over the world. Things might be awful in certain pockets of this big globe we live on. But for me, I'm in a good spot, and I'm happy about it. I hope you are as well, and if you're not, I hope you get there, and if you are, I hope you stay there. White lies matter. Black lies matter. All lies matter. Don't be a fraud. The truth is easy to remember, and continue to watch this space. I'm out of here. You guys enjoy your Wednesday, or whatever day it is right now that you're listening to this. We'll see you later. Bye.